This is the 90s and 2000s. Please stay on the line if you wish to hear the flip phone podcast and learn everything about this epic era. Hello, thanks for dialing in to the Flip Phone Podcast, the podcast that brings you all things 90s and 2000s. I'm Fernaz, and joining me is my fave co-host, Gabby. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Farnaz, how was your summer? What did you get up to? Oh, my God. my The highlight of my summer, I gotta tell you this, I went to the C&E, and I finally got to try these pickled things, because you know how much I love pickles. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so I tried the pickle pizza. It was pretty good. I, I I wouldn't say I would want to try it again. Like it's not something you would want to have often, but it was it was it was tasty. Pickle um, pizza. Yeah, pickle pizza. With, like the toppings, just like pickles. Just pickles. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. I mean, surprisingly, it was good. I guess. <laughs> and then the second thing I tried, I tried the pickled lemonade. Okay, that sounds kind of nasty, and, but. Yeah. I- <laughs> yeah, it was nasty. It cost ten bucks, $10. and I was so disappointed. Yeah, it was not good. I wouldn't suggest trying that if it comes back next year to see any. But yeah, that's those are my highlights of the summer. What about you? But like pickles and lemonade, how does that even? I don't know. I have questions. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, it, <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to describe. Like it just tastes like a lot. Like. A lot of dill in it, like those leaves, like dill leaves, whatever they are, like the mint. I mean, not gonna lie, like I would try it, but like I wouldn't pay ten dollars mm-hmm. because I would want like a sip, and then I'd yeah, be like, okay, no, exactly, just like a little taste test, but that's it. <laughs> but uh, my summer was kind of a downer. I got sick for two weeks. Aw, yeah, but I'm glad that you had a an interesting experience at good old C and E. You know, the end of summer staple for all Torontonians. I know, marks the end of summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, we're back after that break of ours. We hope everyone enjoyed, you know, that warm summer weather before it became so gross outside. It's so, yeah. it's so, it's so As soon as it hit Liberty, I'm telling you, it, it started to become so cold, right? Mm-hmm. We're in that, like, in the weather where it's like so cold in the morning but then it's like hot in the afternoon and then it's like freezing again at night it's like how do you dress for this i, yeah, I don't understand like, like i don't know what to wear I just i don't know <laughs> and you know for those of you back to school you probably understand what we're trying to say here i hope your first <laughs> week went well despite these weather problems this is actually the first september for both gabby and i where we aren't in school it's so weird isn't it yeah, it's really weird not to be in school. Last week, I woke up in like a panic because I was like, oh my God, I have no notebooks. I'm going to be late for my first day. And then I was like, wait, like reality started to sink <laughs> back in. And I was like, oh yeah, like I'm not in school forever. Yeah. Like, yes, <laughs> like no more essays or graded projects for us. Like it's, it's amazing. <laughs> right. And now all the 2000 and 2001 kiddos are probably entering their first or second years of college or university. That sounds so crazy to say. Shout out to all you Gen Zs. You got this despite all these climate change and <laughs> all the crap going on in the world. You got this. Okay. Yeah, my my cousin started her first year of university and I'm like, my little one has left the nest. Mm. But like, it kind of makes me feel old a little bit, but I'm excited for her. Like, She's going to have amazing memories and it's going to be a great time. Um, but before we went on a break, we chatted about Madonna mm-hmm. um, as the runner up for the artist of the decade in both 
the 90s and 2000s. For this episode, you know, we decided to change things up a bit. We talked a lot about entertainment, movies, you know, things like like shows, sorry, and dipped our toes in the topic of technology this time and break down the history of those chunky gadgets we used to call cell phones in the <laughs> 90s. Cell phones back in the day were definitely not as convenient as they are today. Uh, there are so many things that you had to experience that kids nowadays would never even dream of having to deal with. What kind of phone did you have? So my first phone was an LG Shine. It was oh hot God. pink. I know it's embarrassing, <laughs> but I got it the summer I graduated elementary school. So don't judge me too hard. I was, okay, I, I was I'll, still I'll young. leave you there. <laughs> <laughs> I was young and naive. Okay, um, <laughs> with these phones, there were a lot of struggles that came with the easy tasks that we have to deal with with our smartphones and let me know if you struggled with any of these by the way though what phone did you have so i actually got my first phone in high school like the end of high school i had an iphone 4s you remember i had that for like the longest time yes (laughs) yeah like you just just changed (laughs) yeah i just changed like this year yeah i had to get it in my last year because i moved away from my local high school so i like call my parents about like getting picked up and all that so luckily i didn't have the struggles you probably had with this lg shine phone of yours (laughs) oh my god there's so many issues so okay first let's let's just talk about texting because Texting used to be so annoying. There were there wasn't full keyboards, so to get a letter depending on where it was on the keypad, you would have to push the the number it was a, it was on f- about 3 or 4 times. So it took forever to type out one word, let alone a sentence. And then there was T9, which for those of you who don't know what that is, it basically it, it's like shortcuts on the keypad that would allow you to type faster. But, like, I found it confusing, and half the time it didn't work properly for me, so I didn't really use it. And I would really just call my friends instead of texting because it was faster, which is absurd comment nowadays because who talks on the phone anymore? Like, who calls? But as, as soon as I got my first iPhone with a full-touch keyboard, like, the texting game just changed for me. I was like, this is magical. Mm-hmm. It's so much faster. <laughs> but um, another struggle that is so easy now is the internet. Mm-hmm. So when I got my first phone, data plans, like they either didn't really exist or they were very newly introduced, but I didn't have one. And the internet feature on my phone back then gave me so much anxiety because it was expensive to use and you'd be charged extra for using it. And I was not about to get my butt whipped by my parents for charging <laughs> extra fees to my phone bill. Oh my god, I remember when I played on my older sister's phone, she'd always like warn me, she's like, don't go on the internet, don't touch weird apps, I'm like, connect Mm -hmm. to the internet. But you know, by accident, I actually did click on one of those apps. It didn't even matter because it took so long to connect to the internet, she didn't even end up being charged. Like, that's how bad it was back then. Yeah, like, for me, there were so many occasions where I would hit the wrong button accidentally, and then the internet symbol would start to load, and my heart would drop and i would be like no 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 stop like no (laughs) and you i mean again yeah you only had a certain amount of time to close it before it would connect but it's safe to say that it was not a fun experience and i still feel the anxiety to this day same here when i I clicked on that app i was like like, freaking out like your heart Mm -hmm. would race and you're like no close it before you you get charged (laughs) But now the internet is everywhere. And as long as you don't go over your data plan Mm -hmm. or you're connected to some sort of Wi-Fi, you can Google 
whatever you want wherever you want exactly but even now people are kind of like careful with their data because overage charters are just ridiculous nowadays no matter what especially mm-hmm. in canada it's really bad right and as much of a pain this phone was i'm so happy that i had it because it got me out of kind of a terrifying and serious situation wait what happened what <laughs> okay so the reason why i even had a phone was i know in our past episode, Friends, I mentioned that I was a dancer growing up, but I was also a figure skater. Fun fact. Um, but in uh, my high school, I was in the high performance athlete program, which meant that one of my classes was to go to my skating arena and train during school hours. And since I was walking mm-hmm. back and forth from my school to the arena, my parents got me a phone to be safe. And boy, was I glad that they did. So... One day, I believe I was in grade 10 when this happened, but I was going about my usual schedule after a lunch period was over. I would walk to my um, arena, but on this particular day, there was a very sketchy man lingering the pathway I would walk to get where I needed to go. And the moment that I made eye contact with him, I just had this horrible feeling come over me that he had some not so nice intentions yikes Mm -hmm. yeah and so he started to walk um from where he was just standing and luckily he was walking in front of me but he slowed his pace and he kept looking behind him to look at me oh god yeah 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 and so like in my mind i'm like okay i have to think fast because this guy's going to pull something because what grown man lingers around a high school first of all Mm -hmm. and Now, there is park area around my school, but he wasn't just taking a walk in the park from the way that he was acting. Like, this man was waiting for someone to come out on their own. Mm -hmm. So, I pulled out my phone, and by my high school, there's a fire station, and it wouldn't really take long for the police to arrive, but I didn't dial 911 because I guess in, like, my first instinct was just to call my mom Mm -hmm. in that, like, situation, when my mom answered the phone, I didn't really talk normally. I was like, hi, mom. I need to tell you something. But I'm like, I can't really remember. So, like, hold on. Let me think. And, like, at that point, mm-hmm. like, that's how I was talking. And I and I was just stalling. And, I, and to someone on, like, the outside listening in, it didn't actually seem like I was talking to my mom. Right. So mm-hmm. I think, like, the tone in my voice scared him off because all of a sudden he turned the corner and started walking down the connecting path that I was on with a faster mm-hmm. pace oh God. and like yeah and like as soon as I passed him I ran so fast to the arena and like to this day I'm so grateful that I had that phone because it was the perfect distraction that saved me from what could have been like a super serious interaction with this like crazy man oh my gosh that's so scary like good thing you had a phone i think i even read an article that they said that cell phones kind of help reduce crime rates or something like that Mm -hmm. because you know honestly that's what it was marketed when phones came out to regular consumers they wanted it to be like urgency something to use to be in urgent situations and there you go perfect example with your story 100 (laughs) percent. like Mm -hmm. if i did not have my phone like the situation would have gone so different Mm -hmm. i could have been kidnapped or he could have like I don't know, attacked me somehow, but thank God that I had that pink, shiny phone Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that thing (laughs) saved my butt. (laughs) It saved you. And you know, while Gabby here had her struggles, her cell phone is far from the original handheld and um, questionably portable (laughs) cell phone, which actually came into existence in the 70s. Motorola engineer Martin Cooper made a phone call on this prototype cell phone in 1973 in New York City. 
The 70s, eh? So who did he make the call to? Apparently he made a call to some rival at Bell, but that guy doesn't remember <laughs> that call happening when they, when someone asked him. <laughs> That's such a savage move, and I'm all here for it. Like, I would totally do the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, so this chunky, you know, this chunky brick phone prototype had just a keypad with numbers, so kind of like your cell phone that you're talking about, but it had a small screen that displayed the digits only inputted, and it weighed three pounds and required 10 hours of charging time to only last you 35 minutes. Dang, 10 hours. <laughs> I'm never complaining about my phone taking forever to charge. That's insane. And to only last me three minutes, like at that point, it would be faster to go back to the medieval area and use a trained bird to get my message out like yeah <laughs> like people living in the 70s had so much patience right and this prototype in the 70s took another 10 years of developing before it was finally released to the public by motorola in 1983 and it was called the dynatac 8000 x now the earliest appearance of the clamshell or flip phone style phone we often associate with the 90s and 2000s era was born just a few years after the dynatac the first semi-clamshell phone born in 1989 is called Microtac 9800X. It was still thick and expensive than what we're used to with smartphones today, and it cost about 2500 Despite the size and price, Motorola was at the top of the phone business at the time and managed to sell quite a few of them. $2,500? That's highway robbery. <laughs> Way too much for a cell phone. Wow. Like, the most expensive iPhone doesn't even cost that much, and... You can do so much more with it. Jeez. So the first cellular handheld phone was the Dynatac in the 70s. The first semi-clamshell phone was the Microtac in the late 80s. Um, so then what was the very first flip phone ever? The very first clamshell or flip phone ever is StarTac by Motorola, released in 1996. Yes, you heard that right. It was released at the end of the 90s, <laughs> and it was at half the cost of DynTac for about 1000 in today's dollars. I like how they use the word tack in all of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it stands for something. It stands for, um, what was it? Oh, my God. Total area coverage. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense then. I thought it was just like, mm -hmm. we like the word yeah. hack. Let's use it. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if that's the first flip phone that came out, then what were people using in the early 90s? Well, before the clamshell or flip phone, there was the candy bar cellular phone. And like the name suggests, it's a rectangular chocolate bar shape. It's not heavy like the Dynatac, of course. Um, the first mass-produced mobile phone in the 90s is the Nokia 1101 in 1992. It costs about $2,000 in today's currency, of course. So not exactly the most accessible device to consumers. Because it wasn't a flip phone, the speaker and the microphone were found on the phone body itself, just above or below the keypad. This was characteristic of candy bar phones. But you have to appreciate how indestructible phones used to be. Like, I could literally chuck my LG Shine at a brick wall and nothing would crack. Like, the, the back case protecting the battery would pop off and that's about it. Which, like, it actually happened once. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. my phone was on my bed and I was looking for it. And I lifted one of my blankets, not realizing my phone was on it. And, like, it literally flung across my room and hit one of my bedroom walls but I kid you not there was no scratch there was no crack to the screen and like the only enemy that my phone had of course was water but like other than that dropping it was no problem and 
it didn't you can only dream to have that today with phones right Right? and like it didn't even have a case like no case Mm -hmm. nothing but like if it happened today like my iphone would literally be shattered and i'd have to go pay like 120 dollars to go fix it it's ridiculous you know indestructible phones that reminds me of that meme with the new the nokia phone that's so chunky do you remember that oh yeah do you know what the the phone in the meme is called Oh, I looked it up. So it's a Nokia 3310, and it's not indestructible like the, like the meme says, but it's like quite durable to withstand like force and stuff. That's what Nokia oh, yeah. says. Um, it's not a 90s phone. It was released in the year 2000, so we'll save that discussion for next time. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the first mass-produced phone was actually super expensive and not accessible. So how did Motorola and Nokia and these other companies manage to get anyone to buy a cell phone eventually so cell phones only started to become affordable in the late 90s and is thanks to phone service providers introducing contracts i know we're probably all familiar with that mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, that helped reduce the insane cost of cell phones at the time but before that pretty much anyone who had a cell phone professionals that like you know could afford to pay for that usually those people that needed to respond to people immediately and they didn't have time to wait for a payphone. But you know, as phones got smaller and less expensive, consumers were eventually targeted and were growing interested in the technology themselves. Oh, so that's why in like the 80s, 90s movies, you see only like business men with those like cell phones. Mm-hmm. Like makes sense. I mean, phones are still pretty expensive, but at least these phones lasted a while before they had to be traded in for a new one. I mean, my LG Shine lasted me about like three years before it pretty much like stopped working. Like it would shut off for no reason, even though the battery would be like fully charged mm-hmm. and it would drop calls constantly. But for the technology of the time, like that phone was super reliable. Exactly. Like these phones were bulky, had weird features, but like they were of quality at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one thing I don't know how people in the early 90s survivor though and that's having internet on their phones i don't know how they did that (laughs) the first phone to ever offer mobile web was the nokia communicator 9000 it was released in 1996 so the same year as the first flip phone uh, called startac was released by motorola the nokia communicator 9000 was the first mobile phone and handheld computer it was capable of email texts making calls very much ahead of its time, but again, costing an arm and a leg at fourteen hundred. Oh my god! The price you could get today for a high-end laptop. This texting technology that this had was relatively new. The first SMS was only sent four years earlier in nineteen ninety-two, using a computer to somebody's phone. What did the text message say? It said "Merry Christmas," and it was sent by engineer Neil Papworth to his boss's cell phone. I just love these engineering stories. The things that they would do. <laughs> I kind of wish, though, that it was, like, the text was something a little juicier, like, some sort of prank, setting someone, like, I know what you did last night. Yeah, something really like, like, Yeah. <laughs> that would shock the guy's boss so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. He probably would have got fired. <laughs> but, like, I guess Merry Christmas is nice, too, so I'll take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I just remembered? Whatever happened to that phone from The Matrix? Isn't that like an actual phone yeah i remember that it's actually it's like a quite iconic phone when i was doing research it's called the nokia 8810 it's also nicknamed the matrix phone released in 1998 it was actually the world's first to have an internal antenna so i don't know if you remember like cell phones and stuff they used to have like this antenna piece Mm -hmm. that you'd have to pull out to get like a signal yeah so this is the first one to not have that to make a call and it looked pretty sleek um i'd buy one today if they ever brought that back it looks so cool And, you know, just fast forward one year after this, we were able to browse the internet. I know I said it was possible on the Nokia 9000, but apparently it wasn't the best user experience compared to the technology that was born in 1999. 
And speaking of internet, of course, we have to like to download things on our phones. The first thing you could download on your phone ever was the ringtone in 1998, and we probably all remember Crazy Frog. Oh god! It was the most annoying ringtone on the ringtone charts. Frog is indeed the most annoying song in in existence. I agree. I remember though having the perfect ringtone was such a big deal back then. Like you would personalize your ringtone by like downloading songs and then making it your sound. And now I don't even know what my ringtone is because my phone is like always on silent. Oh gosh, I remember when people were obsessed with recording songs on the radio. Like whenever your favorite yeah. song came on and you'd make your ringtone, <laughs> super yeah. cr- crappy quality, but like. <laughs> Honestly, looking back at all this technology, a lot has happened in such a little time, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. It's like absolutely insane how much phones have become so small as well, how much their purpose has changed from being this business only thing. And now to like this long list of things like social media and browsing. Mm -hmm. And I know you always love a good reboot. Would you ever like to see phones like these make a comeback? Oh my God, no. (laughs) The only thing I'm begging for now is durable phones. And that's the only thing I really miss about 90s quality stuff. It has a lot of quality like we talked about. Other than that, no thank you to the time-consuming texting, the ridiculously small screens, and the ridiculous charging times. What about you? Yeah, I do not want to go back to the way I used to text. Like, Mm -hmm. it would take five minutes just to type out a sentence. So, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah, this is probably the only thing I'm not very, like, nostalgic mm-hmm. about. And, like, the only exception I said is, like, the Matrix phone because it just looks futuristic no matter, like, what year you're in. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, just make them a little bit more durable so that if I accidentally drop it, it won't shatter into a bajillion pieces. But, I mean, technology has come so far and I, yeah, I, I don't want to go backwards. Yeah, until then, if they ever do bring these things back... Thank you guys for dialing in to the Flip Phone Podcast. You want to know what you think, Flip Phoners? Oh, I just realized our name is Flip Phone. I didn't emphasize that enough. (laughs) What was your first cell phone? Any funny stories or experiences of actually using internet on them? Please share with us. Next week, we're talking about how cell phones change in the 2000s. God, anytime I think about cell phones in the 2000s, I just imagine Paris Hilton and her bedazzled hot pink (laughs) phone. (laughs) (laughs) Makes me think of... or um. What's his name? Channing Tatum, and she's she's the man where he like flips that his phone with like sass, and he's like, "Hello, <laughs> iconic." Yes, and did any of you have any struggles with your phone that I didn't mention? Please send us your thoughts on social media. We're active on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just look up the Flip Phone Podcast. And remember, you can listen and re-listen to us on many platforms. Our primary one is SoundCloud. We are also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe to those if you haven't already so you can dial in every Friday. Until next time, Flip Phoners, bye-bye. Bye.